With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to today's episode of Women's Football Success. Um, like I say, usually you can hear a railroad trash, you can hear a train about four blocks away downtown from my office. So I'll be doing the radio show from here um, for about an hour today. And so hopefully those uh, sounds won't interrupt us too, too much, but it's okay. It's really cute being down here. And uh, um, one of the annoying things is, well, I guess it's a perk, I guess. Um, is having the train there, but then we also have all these restaurants. So you might hear some trucks go by. I have a restaurant right next door um, called Fat Daddy's. So shout out to Fat Daddy's, a small town, small business owner. Um, today's episode is 1829. So this is our 29th episode of 2018. I'm super excited to be here. We have a ton going on. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. Uh, a disclaimer really quick. I am an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas. However, uh, you are not my client. All the information I provide on this or other digital material, our ebooks, our websites, our print material, dealing with women's football is all business information. None of it constitutes an attorney-client relationship. If you have an issue um, that needs an attorney, find an attorney in your jurisdiction that has experience in your, the type of law you need. With that being said, again, it's episode 1928. Super excited. We have a ton of stuff going on this week um, that I'm going to share with you and um, some some irons in the fire, things coming up that haven't happened yet. But um, so obviously from last episode, you guys know we had the WFA owners meeting. Things are happening with that. Um, Mike and Lynn, me and my husband. Um, we're named directors of business or directors of team development. Um, so we've been reaching out to teams and um, sharing ideas, uh, strategies, suggestions. And um, I'm really excited about that because we've been able to connect with a lot of owners um, that share their concerns, share things that they are really excited about and things that are happening for them. You know, a lot of the teams um, get a little discouraged. You know, they do this for two, three, four years and they, they're not sure what's happening year after year. And then finally, some people start to see um, that being a partner with the women's football team or working with the team in some capacity um, is a great payoff for their organization. So um, things just start to open up and, you know, you start to get your processes and procedures down. Um, I've been sharing with um, some teams uh, the processes that we're using to get great success with uh, potential players which is kind of where we're at in women's football 
we break things down um, by calendar um, at our organization, Dallas Elite. And um, I'm trying to provide that information to the players along with my husband in a, what we call um, as time permits or as it's needed. Um, there's several terms that are used for that, but um, for me just to throw 700 things at you right now would be very difficult, would be very complicated. So I'm, I'm trying to provide the information um, as time is needed. For example, right now we're in the midst of tryouts. So I'm trying to provide as much content on tryouts and players and getting uh, coaches um, as I possibly can to make sure that it's a huge success because it's a foundational piece of having a successful women's football team in 2019. So um, the people that I have talked to so far are um, seem to be having a great year. Um, we are going through different things and going through different ideas and strategies. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about a couple things. I'm going to go over some of the tryouts that are still happening. So a lot of people that are interested in trying out for the team still have a few chances um, in different areas throughout the U.S. I'm also going to talk about some things that the teams are doing that I just love and um, share some information about various teams that I've talked to or connected with over the last couple of weeks. And then I want to get into the concept of branding uh, because this is a really good time in women's football for owners and support staff to get together, sit down, and really focus on branding. And I'm going to share with you, a lot of people think it branding is social media, and it's not. Uh, I also think that branding is the sales, that it's not. So I'm going to share with you what branding is and hopefully have some owners kind of go with us through some questions and answers and write them down you can actually have kind of your branding concepts down by the end of this radio show. I'm also going to convert that into branding for players because players don't realize that they are their own business too. So I'll share that with you here in a little bit. So let's get to it. Okay, so I'm gonna get to some tryouts that I know are happening here in the next couple days. And then I'm going to go through kind of step-by-step step some of the teams that have announced other things that are going on. So today is um, October 29th. I record the, the radio show ahead of time so that BJ can get it on to the network on Wednesday nights. It airs Wednesday at 8 p.m. I think it's 8 p.m. Central Standard Time because BJ, I think it's 5 o'clock her time. Um, it might be six o'clock, but I'm not sure. So I just get it to her and then she posts it. Thank you, BJ. Awesome, awesome uh, kind of pillar in WFA and, and women's football in general. Um, she's, if anybody doesn't know BJ, she's been around, she's for a long time uh, working with, uh, especially blog talk radio, um, but she's worked with IWFL. She worked with WFA, the USWFL, et cetera, in um, helping to, expand the horizon, if you would, and share information about women's football. She's been there for a long, long time. Thank you, BJ, for all your help. Today, we're going to talk about, let's see here. So Halloween is just around the corner. Um, I haven't noticed any teams having a Halloween party, um, and that's not necessarily good or bad. Um, I don't have any children left at home, so 
we're kind of not doing anything. I, I kind of go get a couple bags of uh, candy and say, here, happy Halloween, happy Halloween. Everybody's happy. So um, a lot of people in the community are doing this um, trick or trunk. So, uh, and I think there's one team that's doing that, a trick or trunk. Uh, the idea behind that, and you, a lot of times it's partnered with a church or some organization. You park in the parking lot of a large building, you decorate your trunk up, and then you hand candy out so the kids don't have to walk around the neighborhoods all around. So, um, I guess it would not be too, too late for teams to do that for the 31st. But uh, when this airs, you're going to hear hear this. So it probably will be too late by the time you guys hear this radio show. With that in mind, I'm going to talk about some tryouts that are coming up. Some teams are kind of wrapping up some tryouts, depending on what's happening in their organization. I'm going to share with you what I have on my list. And then um, be sure to go to WFAProFootball.com. Click teams, click state or division, and you'll be able to find the teams in your area and then check and see if they're having tryouts. If there's no tryouts listed or it looks like they've finished their tryouts, feel free to reach out to the team because they may still be accepting um, some players. Most teams are still still accepting players um, for the next month or so, but it's better to get that done earlier rather than later. So let's see. I saw a couple things that I'm going to add here in a minute, but I have as of, let me pull this down here. Yeah, so we just had a couple of tryouts, Grand Rapids. I'm curious to see um, how they did. DC Divas had a tryout over the weekend. Uh, Kansas City had a tryout over the weekend. So coming up this weekend, November 3rd, I think that's Saturday. Yeah, November 3rd, Saturday, Richmond Black Widows is having a tryout. On Sunday, us, the Dallas Elite, are having a tryout. We're super excited about that. I'm going to share with you what we're expecting. Then we have the South Carolina Smash is having a tryout on Sunday as well. And then it looks like from this, I have two different documents going here. So it looks like the next one that I have to share with you is November 10th, Boston Renegade. Um, they, you know, they're picking up some more players, so we got to watch out for them. And the Rocky Mountain Thundercats in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You can go to their web, uh, their team Facebook page to to hear about Colorado Springs. Then November 11th, which is the next Sunday, Tacoma Trauma in Tacoma, Washington. You can find that on their Facebook page. And then the next week, actually, Coach Mike's birthday, November 17th. Cincinnati Sizzle in Cincinnati, Ohio is having a tryout. And shout out to my home state of Ohio. Maine Mayhem in Portland, Maine is having a tryout. Check out their Facebook page. And then we're getting into December. I have a few things in December here on this on this document. Um, Richmond Black Widows is having another tryout December 1st. So they are really, um, really putting in the time and effort to do some tryouts. And most teams are doing a fabulous job. Um, if you're a team that's sitting at like below 30 right now, let's do another tryout or two for sure. You have plenty of time to do one or two tryouts. I've been sharing some information with some teams about how we've been able to um, really get the numbers up. And I'll share that here in a minute. We have December 9th, Tacoma Trauma again. 
and December 15th, Maine Mayhem, Portland, Maine. And then there's some teams that do it a little differently. So that's, it's not outside uh, the realm of possibility. Some teams are very, very successful with ongoing tryouts. And what that means is they, they don't set just one or two or three specific dates, but they have ongoing workouts that they allow new people to come uh, work out with the team and possibly become a, a, a member of the team. The teams that do that are Columbus Comets in Columbus, Ohio. Shout out again to Ohio. Daytona Wave Runners in Florida. Their stuff is on Instagram. And then the Portland Shockwave in Portland, Oregon. They have ongoing um, workouts that they conduct tryouts through or during. So let me shoot over here to this other page and I'm going to share some more dates with you. I'm just going to kind of go down the list. Okay, here we go. We have the Austin Outlaws in Austin, Texas. Shout out to Lily Messina and the crew over there. On November 10th, they're having a tryout. That's next, not this coming Saturday, but the next Saturday. Let me look over here. I have, that one's already happened. I'm working this week to connect with some teams to see how tryouts are going, if they need to have more tryouts, if they need some ideas and strategies for things to do. Um, and I'm going to share that here in a little bit. Let's see here. Mile High Blaze is just rocking it. Shout out to Wynn and the crew over there. Um, so they just had a football 101 on October 25th. And I hear it went great. They also have a tackle camp that they're doing with um, a rugby team at Infinity Park on November 10th. So that's the next weekend. And then they are, have set their final tryout for November 17th. Now, I know if, if you can't make it or you're, um, you see this after that, I would check with Wynn at the Mile High Blaze and see um, if you can do a tryout with them. But I would be there. If you can, November 17th, because I hear they have great numbers and they're they're rocking it this year. And let's see here. Okay, so Baltimore Nighthawks, they have one just around the corner. Uh, Saturday, November 3rd, the Baltimore Nighthawks are having a tryout from 1130 to 2.30 at the 24-hour Downtown Athletic Club in Baltimore, Maryland. We also put out the flyer in various places on the WFA Facebook page. If you're not a friend or member of the WFA Facebook page, you need to like it and follow it because a lot of information is going out through the WFA Facebook page. We're really ramping it up and getting getting the information out. Let's see here. We have the Ravens just had one. I'm going to check with them because they just had one on October 27th. I'm curious to see how that went. Now, here's another one. Sin City. Sin City Trojans in Las Vegas, where we just came from last week. They are doing open practices every Monday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. You got to be 18 or older. They're not requiring any experience. All positions available. Full contact. Tackle football. Um, you're going to want to contact Coach Devin um, or be at that open practice on Monday. It says they're doing it every Monday at Charlie Frias Park on Decatur. 
this post is out on uh, the Facebook page. So people that are interested in Las Vegas women's football can check it out. They really have some great graphics for anybody that wants to check. Uh, shout out to Coach Devin and, and the team over there in Sin City. And then the Daytona Wave Runners. Let's check this out. Daytona Wave Runners, so Daytona, Florida. They are having tryouts slash minicamp on Saturday and Sunday, November 10th and 11th. So what they're doing is having two sessions of workouts, it looks like. So on November 10th, they're having registration for at 930. Uh, tryouts to go from 10 to 12. And then for those people that that timing doesn't work for, I'm guessing they set up the Sunday for November 11th. They're doing that Sunday afternoon registration at 3.30, tryouts from 4 to 6. And that's going to be um, on Orange Avenue. It's at the City Island Park behind the Daytona Beach Public Library on Orange Avenue. So if you are in the Daytona, Florida area, get out there and check those out. The other thing I want to share with you, this comes from... Acadiana Zydeco, they are currently in mini camps. Um, they had three tryouts. If you are in Lafayette, Louisiana area, check out the Acadiana Zydeco and see if you can get to a mini camp and let them see your stuff so that you can try out for that team. And then I want to share with you, here's some more information around the WFA. Let me go over here. Shout out to the Carolina Phoenix. Um, they have a nice article on former player Jennifer King. It's been kind of circulating throughout the WFA. The other thing I want to share with you is um, if you go to the Carolina Phoenix Facebook page, first picture, I don't know if this is from last year or just new. This is from last year. First picture they have is pre-order today, $20 t-shirts. So they are already starting on merch. And that makes me so happy because again, it's another revenue stream for your women's football team. And if you can get everybody in the stands uh, wearing your t-shirts and jerseys and backpacks or whatever, um, it really helps to create revenue for the team. If you go down, I think it's the neck... Next to last post, well, it's October 7th. Their post on October 7th. Check out former Carolina Phoenix Jennifer Jet King on her journey in the NFL. So shout out to another lady that's making um, strides and doing things that they want to do in, in the NFL. She is the Carolina Panthers' first female intern. And uh, just kudos to her. I'm really excited to see women doing what they want to do. Um, whether that's your path or your ideal situation or not, that's fine. But shout out to her making making things happen for herself and uh, for women in general and women in sports. So shout out to um, Jennifer King. Also, if you go down just one more, just, just so I can let you guys know, Carolina Phoenix are also interested in some more staff members. They have a join the Phoenix staff 
It was their Facebook post on September 20th. Click on that. It's a form for you to give them your name and then they connect with you um, to see if you match an area that they need uh, coaches or interns or assistant coaches in. That reminds me. So we talked a little bit about it last year, last week. Um, if you are a team and you are hurting for coaches or support staff, trainers, etc., now is the time to get the word out. Last week, I uh, offered to you guys to kind of dream a little bit and do some brainstorming and kind of write down all the different names of potential personnel or, or staff titles and dream a little bit and try to just pick as many. You could probably come up with 25 to 30 different um, potential staff members that you could use, uh, whether it's um, coming up at tryouts or on game day. Um, so having that and getting ready with your staff is really going to make a difference. And we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, next week because that's going to be an ongoing thing for the next couple of weeks. Once you guys have these final tryouts and your numbers are looking good, then we will get on to really locking in coaches um, and other staff members. I also want to do a shout out. I was talking to some teams. I want to do a shout out to Michael Burmey because he has no affiliation with any team or league or anything. He, he runs a, a Burmey club. Um, that talks about women's football. So I want to do a shout out to him because I've talked to several owners and um, I want to thank him for um, sharing information with teams. You know, when when people or team owners or team staff members talk to him and they voice their concerns, I was really happy to hear that he's been sending them, you know, sample ideas and strategies to do things. So I just want to shout out to Michael Burmey at uh, Club Burmey. Um, you can go to his Facebook page. Let me go there real quick. Club Burmy for uh, women's American football fans. He's sitting at 9,500 members. He is um, not affiliated with a specific league. He covers uh, the various leagues. Let's see here. He's got some silly stuff on here. Let's see here. I'm not even sure what team this is. He's got some tryouts set up in here. I'm not sure what team this is that it's going for. Oh, New York Wolves. Shout out to New York Wolves. Um, I got your I got your information that you sent. So thank you so much. New York Wolves. While I'm at it, Burmese got it on his site. November 17th. They are also having a tryout. The New York Wolves at Siemens Neck Park. And you can go to www.NewYorkWolves.com. Remember that. So they are underway. This is their tryout number three. So they are really um, bringing it. That's the, it used to be um, the other New York Sharks team. And he's taken over ownership and switched the name just a little bit for um, coming into this new era of women's football. So I'm excited for that. The other thing I wanted to share with you is, I'm gonna get over there so I can say it correctly. So the Cleveland Fusion, shout out. They got 3,100 likes so far. Um, 
they're doing really good. I love the front cover page that they have. Um, it looks very uh, family oriented. They got some of the kids on the front page. Awesome. So two things, check it out. Okay, so I'm gonna go down because they've already posted more stuff than what I had re was ready for. Um, so what I wanted to share is two things. The Cleveland Fusion are still doing tryouts if, you, if you're interested in, in going to them, um, but um, I think they're almost wrapped up. So two things, three things I wanna share with you. Every time I find something, the Cleveland, you know, if you want an example of content for your Facebook, um, they're rocking it. And I know um, Coach Tom can't be doing all this. He's gotta have some great support with him there. So check out the Cleveland Fusion on October 23rd. So last week they posted they're going to have a Cleveland women's sports calendar. So the, my understanding is, is that they've kind of reached out and they're collaborating with other women's sports teams in Cleveland. On this post, they have the roller derby, football, basketball, and rugby and if you go up a little bit more, they started doing the pictures for it, for the uh, calendar. So I'm excited. I'm always excited to see women football players in calendars. That, that's pretty cool to me. Then they shared Thursday, November 15th. So two weeks out, right? That's really good. Um, with They're doing a fundraiser, Angelo's fundraiser supporting Burning River Roller Derby. So what's happening here in Cleveland is that the football team and the rugby team and the soccer team and all these teams are kind of supporting each other. And so when the rugby team has a, a fundraiser or something to support their team, the other teams go to it and, um, you know, share the, share the opportunities with each other. I think that's a brilliant idea. A lot of teams try it. Some teams can't do it as well as the Cleveland fusion are doing it, but um I'm really impressed with what they're getting accomplished. They, they're rocking and rolling, just getting everything done. The other thing I want to share with you for the Cleveland Fusion on their October 26th post, just a couple days ago, they put a thing out for game day volunteers. So they are on top of it. This is something that I'm talking about next week and really taking that dream sheet or that brainstorming list that you guys came up with, all the different personnel that you need for game day. And we're going to kind of really develop it and lock it in. So the Cleveland Fusion are asking for a couple of things. They're looking for volunteers to assist with the planning and the execution of their four home games, but they're also looking for groups. So another group that maybe is a nonprofit that wants to come and help their group. And then they can kind of, maybe they're, maybe they're looking to tag team that. So they'll go help the other group. Uh, man their um, game days and the team will come and man their game days. What an awesome idea, right? It's not rocket science. It's just creativity. I like the picture about, about, I guess it would have been October 29th, just a few hours ago. The ladies are all decked out in their jerseys and everything. And um, 
they just finished their photo shoot for the sports magazine or the sports calendar. So that's really cute. Shout out to the Cleveland Fusion for their hard work. The real reason that I was coming here is they have another event, October, I'm sorry, November 10th. It's the paint and sip with the Cleveland Fusion. It goes to support the Cleveland Fusion. And I'm guessing, I'm just going to pull in here. My guess is that this is one of those where you paint a picture and you drink wine. What a perfect Perfect situation for women's football players to go and paint a picture for their apartment or house. Um, any idea what the painting will be of? That's interesting. So I'm, I'm reading Heather's post here. Any idea of what the painting will be of? And then also, do they bring their own drinks or are they going to be provided? That's a good question. Um, so that's November 10th at 7 p.m. So I just wanted to share this because I wanted to kind of open the floodgates of ideas for women's football teams uh, throughout the U.S. to start uh, coming up with some creative ways um, to do some fundraising for your team. Last and certainly not least, the Cleveland Fusion just a few minutes ago, so I'm now recording on the 30th, um, support our Gunning Gators cheer at their competition this weekend. So my guess would be that the Cleveland Fusion has connected with a cheer team and they are supporting them and sending people to go support them at the East Professional Center in Cleveland, Ohio, at their cheer competition. So, again, I just want to share with you a variety of different things that are happening in women's football. It's not it doesn't all have to be about tryouts. It doesn't all have to be about just your team. Share some information about other teams, share information about their tryouts, and um, it becomes what I call synergistic or synergy. Um, so we are more than the sum of our, our parts, if that makes sense to anybody, if anybody's heard that before. Um, one team can do a little bit, but all the teams together can make a huge impact. With that being said, I want to share with you guys, um, I've sent it out to several teams already, but I wanted to share with you guys that it is possible we're sitting here at the end of October. Technically, it is possible for you to hold, well, you could probably hold 10 more tryouts if you really, really needed to, but to make some really good, um, you know, building up marketing for your team's you could do one, two, three. You could do three more tryouts. So that would be the 10th, the 24th, and the 8th of December. Um, and still bring in, if you're, even if you're only bringing five or six people to each of those tryouts, that's another 15 girls, okay? Um, if you have some questions about how to get more than that to your tryout, I have a step by step process that I'm sharing with WFA team owners that has been amazing for us. We had 25 new women at our first tryout and we are scheduled to have 45 as of today, last night, 45 new women to our next tryout. So if that happens, 25 plus 45, 70 ladies plus the returners that we already had, um, that's going to put us in trouble as far as numbers. But um, that's okay. We can do, I'd rather deal with a lot of numbers than not enough numbers, right? So 
Uh, I challenge the WFA teams to get out there, hold one or two more tryouts, get your numbers up, add 20% to the number that you, your ideal number. So if your ideal number is 35, then you can add an additional seven. So try to get 42 women on your roster because we all know, and it's not nothing bad or nothing against the players or the, the organization, but ultimately some people are going to fall out between now and April 1st with injuries, financial issues, parenting issues, work issues, whatever the case is. And it's not because they're bad people or it's a bad organization. Just if we start out with low numbers, we're not going to ever be at high numbers, right? So if we start out high, then we have that cushion for people that um, have trouble with this uh, 2019 season. So I challenge all the teams in the WFA to have one or two more tryouts and just go crazy with it. Okay. The next thing I wanted to talk about is branding. Okay. So I'm going to talk about branding in its basic sense and then how women's football teams need to do this and then break it out into how a player is impacted or how a player is its own business or her own business. So what is branding? A lot of people think that branding is your social media. Um, if you go to Google, you're going to find about 40 different attempts at defining what a brand is. And so many of them are misconceptions. Um, Many of them are misunderstandings or people that really um, don't know the foundation of branding, um, making up words or making up definitions of how it is. A brand is not a logo. A brand is not a name. A brand is not a trademark or a symbol. These things affect your brand, but a brand encompasses all of this and more, okay? So first I want you to understand what a brand is. And to do that, you need to realize that a brand does not exist in your marketing or your marketing department um, or your CEO, your general manager. A branding does not exist. A brand exists only in the mind of your customers. Simply put, a brand is the sum total of all the impressions you have on your customer based on all the interactions that you have with them, whether it's you personally, your company, your players, your t-shirts, your concession stand, all of those impressions lead to the brand that you have created for your organization. So let me just give you an example of how how that works. It's all encompassing of the impressions that you have on your customer. So how does your Facebook look? How does your Instagram look? What about when they come to the ticket stand? How does that look? How do the people act? Are they very customer service oriented or are they jerks? How is your concession stand? Is it dirty and yucky um, or is there nothing available? Is it just the most awesome concession stand you've ever seen? And then 
uh, your facility? Is it high quality facility? Is it a low quality facility? What about your stands, your commentary, commentary, your announcer? What about your team itself, your coaches? What about all those videos that you put out on um, Instagram or YouTube? All of those impressions cumulatively create the brand of your women's football team. So if you are creating awesome customer service and you have new products and you're innovative, um, then the team is going to think that you're fresh, new, and um, this amazing thing that they want to work with. Now, if you have poor service, um, you can't get your T-shirts out, you know, you're playing at a bad stadium, you can't hear the audio, people don't show up, then you're going to give a different perception. And I'm going to give some more understanding of branding when it, and come up with specific scenarios. But ideally, branding is one of the most important aspects of your business, whether it's large or small. And in women's football, we are all super small businesses because I don't know of any women's football team that has more than 10 full-time paid employees. If you do, raise your hand, get in contact with me um, because it's not the norm in women's football. An effective brand strategy gives you a major edge on the competition, um, whether it's teams or leagues, uh, knowing your brand. But it's very important for you to realize that your brand is your promise to your customer. I hope that makes sense. Some of the teams, and I'm going to give some examples here. Some of the teams have a mixed branding message that confuses potential players and potential fans from really believing in the organization. So let me just give you an example. If your team is putting out videos of smashing heads, knocking people down, cussing, ranting, raving, um, you know, just being a, a really vulgar adult. Um, but then you want to nurture and help children, but you're over here knocking people down and being mean and cussing at them, then your message is not cohesive. It's important that every interaction with a potential customer is congruent or in the same line. So if you are children oriented, then all of your messages need to be children oriented. If you are, I don't know, um, I'm trying to think of a good one. If you are so into um, breast cancer awareness, and then you post something else that's opposite of that, you create this confusion for the potential customer. If you share on your Facebook page that you are the best, the newest, the most fabulous uh, team, and you've won all these things, and you're so great, but then your ticket gate person um, is sloppy and, and doesn't know what to do, it sends a 
again, it sends a mixed message to your potential customers. And they might still come through the gate at that time, but something else will have to win them over to um, knock out or erase that negative impact. Because customers are super smart these days, way smart, right? Because they have all this information through the internet that they can um, learn from. And so customers are a lot smarter than they used to be. Okay, so when it comes to your branding, okay, so you cannot be the innovator and the experienced reliable one. Um, you can't be the high cost, high quality option and the low cost, high value option at the same time. Does that make sense? You can't be the elite, the, the most expensive ticket in town and then offer extreme discounts to save money because the two messages confuse people, okay? So the foundation of your brand is your logo, your website, your packaging, your promotional materials. That's why everybody says that the logo is so important um, because it communicates your brand. Um, a lot of people are still confused about the Dallas Elite and what our logo is and what our brand is um, because the confusion that's been created. We, we get calls from people saying, hey, I tried out for your team last week. Have I made the team? And we didn't even have a tryout last week. So people are still getting confused as to what is what, okay? So it's challenging to do this with an organization. It's even more challenging to do this when um, other organizations have caused confusion for you. Okay, so let's talk about our brand strategy and what teams can do about it. So it's kind of a soul searching project. Before I get to that, I'm gonna talk about players because players and teams, it's the same thing. So let's talk about players real quick. A player does not realize sometimes that they are their own business. Let me say that again. A player can be their own business. So not only are they a part of the team, but they are promoting themselves above and beyond the team. We know of probably about eight players that are doing this. Some are getting more recognition than others. Some are going out there and getting more recognition. So they're not, they're not just sticking with the team and taking recognition as a team, but they are jumping out ahead and getting recognition for themselves. And you can see that there's probably about five or eight of those in women's football. And people, some people judge them good, bad, whatever. Some of them are doing it well. Some of them are not doing it the correct way, but that's, you know, that's how it is. Branding is so important. It allows organizations to do different things. So for example, let's talk about Coca-Cola versus a generic Sam's Club soda, I think is what it is. Sam's Club soda, Sam's Club, Sam's Cola or something. I don't know. So Coke versus Sam's. I'm a Diet Pepsi girl. So I, you know, shout out to Diet Pepsi. Coke versus generic Coke, Coca-Cola. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. I want to make sure I say it right. Coke versus generic Coca-Cola. There's a reason why Coke charges more. And for some reason, people think it's okay to pay more, right? 
That is the branding that they have created around Coke. It has to do with their commercials and how family oriented and how fun they visualize Coca-Cola or people that drink Coca-Cola have in their life. All this fun and energy and um, great times with their friends. Whereas generic Coca-Cola doesn't have any commercials, doesn't go out and try to impact people's minds or impact people's vision of how great Coca-Cola. I'll tell you, I can't tell the difference between Coca-Cola and generic cola. Again, I'm a diet Pepsi girl, so I really don't like to drink either one. But for this example, there's not much difference. The difference is Coke is paying for advertising and therefore getting to, to, per, getting to sell their product at a higher price. Generic, that's not their, that's not their brand. Generic is cheapest, still drinking soda, still get to take it home, and it's $3 less because I think, I don't know about you guys, but a case of Coke right now in my area is about $7, $7.50, and a case of generic cola is about $4.95. Um, so technically, you can get two cases almost for the price of one. So people are having to make a decision, right? Do I want double the soda or do I just like what Coke gives me in my impression um, of a wonderful, fun-loving, friendly time? And it works, guys. We know it works. That's, you know, that's what the advertising companies have been doing for years. Obviously, more people are going to the Internet and they're getting away from these advertisements. But that is the whole idea. And if you look at specific people, they are branding themselves separate above and beyond. So not only are they an NFL star, but they're also this person. And if you buy, you know, if this person wears these shoes, then everybody will buy these shoes. Now, you may or may not like it, but it's true. So let's get down to the player can really make a footprint, if you will, in women's football because we are just coming of age, right? It's been around for 60 years, but women's football is really just starting to take off. Um, we still have probably a good five to six years to go. But if you are a women fo woman football player and you are interested in branding yourself in some form or fashion and using that as a platform to communicate other things, that's great. Um, so let's talk about defining your brand. And it's kind of a brainstorming or self-discovery, if you will. Um, you may feel that it's too difficult to do, and so you're just not going to waste your time. But it really can be beneficial if you're looking to branch out, profit, expand, um, use women's football as a platform for other things. But what you need to decide, there's pretty much four things that you need to kind of get down. And so take the time, get, get a piece of paper, write them down. It doesn't take very long. But what you want to do at the end is take those ideas and make sure that they are cohesive in every part of the marketing that you do for your organization. So first, what is your company's mission? Okay. Like I said before, if your company's mission is to start a girl's team or a girl's league or a flag, girl's flag, 
then you probably don't want videos out there of you cussing and screaming and yelling like a fool, right? What is your company's mission? If your company's mission is to empower women, or if your company's mission is to expand women's football, all of those different things. Um, some people just say, you know, I'm just, I just want to provide recreational physical activity for women. Great. Nobody, nobody can be mad about what your company's mission is, but you want to make sure that the message you're sending out to people is on track with recreational physical fitness for women or whatever your mission is. So what is your company's mission? Number two, what are the benefits and features of your product or service? So a lot of people get this kind of confused. Does anybody, I, I'm, and I guess I'm kind of talking to a class, but does anybody know whether their women's football team is a product or service? Okay, we talked about this uh, probably episode three or four um, about whether a team is a product or a service. A team is a product. A player is a product if they're going out there to be, you know, to be recognized as a player individual. Um, it's a package product, right? So you have the whole team, the coaches, the ownership, the players, um, and then, of course, the sideline staff. But that also includes your merchandise, your concession stands, your facility. It's a package product. Um, for those that don't know, services are like a cleaning service, maybe a speaking engagement, something like that. That would be a service. Um, you could have, be a plumber, provide services and some product. So that's considered a hybrid product service. So you need to determine what the benefits and features are of your product. Um, are they having a good time on a Saturday night or Sunday? Um, are your features um, that you are, go out to the community or you let people shake your hand after the game, sign autographs, whatever? Um, what benefits do you bring to the potential fans that come to your stands? You need to list those out and those are going to be, go hand in hand with your company's mission. Okay. Want to make sure I get through this before the hour's up. Number three is what do your customers and potential customers already think of your company? So, um, there's a couple teams out there and I'm not going to name names, but there's a couple teams out there that think they have a fabulous community reputation and that people are just loving them. And it's unfortunate, but surprisingly, unknowingly, they have a negative company um, aura, I guess you could say, or um, perspective or potential players and potential fans um, think negatively of them. And this is impacting their number of potential players and number of potential fans coming to the games. Um, some of these teams do fabulous work, but because of that negative um, association with their company, it's hurting their success or potential for success. So you want to, I would go out and, um, and I'll show you how you can research this. But you want to go out and talk to some teams. Don't say that you're with the team or anything, but ask them, hey, have you ever heard of this team? And you'll find out really easily. Yeah, if it's yes, you can move on and ask them more questions. If it's a no, they've never heard of women's football or they've never heard of your team, then 
you're not doing your duty to get them educated about it. Um, if you're in a large metropolitan area, it's very common for millions of people to not know about women's football, but it's your job to educate them and let them know about women's football. So you want to set up your brand to be able to expand that information and that knowledge base of people knowing you're out there. And finally, number four is what qualities do you want to be associated with for your company? What qualities do you want your company to have? If your qualities are yelling and screaming and complaining and cussing and arguing, then those are the things that people are seeing about your team. If you're on the sidelines and fans in the stand can hear your coaches screaming and yelling, a lot of them don't want to be part of that. And they decide not to bring their children back the next season or the next game. So again, real quick, and this is for players too. You are a company. So as a player, do you have a different mission than your team? What is your company mission? Number two, what are the benefits and features of your products and services? Now, as a player, what additional benefits and features do you add to having your name or your picture or you at, as a speaker at their organization? Number three, what do your customers and prospects really think about you? Go do some research. Learn about what the outside community thinks. And then finally, what qualities do you want to be associated with your company? Now, if you have the wrong qualities associated with your company right now, you can change it. It takes time and you're probably going to have to focus on new potential players and fans. Um, you may have already lost some potential players and fans because of past uh, experiences and past um, actions, but you can fix it and you can fix it very quickly. Um, I hope this helps not only the teams in creating a brand for this 2019 season, but it helps the players to understand that they are businesses too and that they can be um, their own brand. Now, real quick, make sure that you take the things that you learn from these questions and this kind of self-discovery and put them into your marketing approaches, your marketing strategy. Again, your marketing is not your brand, but it's the message that you provide to each person with each interaction you have. And if those interactions are not in sync, are not working together, then you are confusing your potential customers and they have to really sit down and decide whether they want to partner with you or whether they want to become a fan and buy a ticket and merchandise. So it's your job to make it much easier, as easy as possible for those uh, potential players, potential sponsors to become um, friends with you. I know for the Dallas Elite, We've actually already got sponsorships locked in place for some players because the image and the professionalism and the spirit that they provide in women's football has um, fans believing in them and willing to put their money on them. And it's a great it's really cool to be able to call a player up and say, hey, somebody you don't know has just sponsored you for five hundred or a thousand dollars. It is amazing. 
And sometimes the players even, you know, cry, get excited, emotional. But it's nice to know that their actions and their um, athleticism and the um, image that they put out in the community, um, other people really appreciate. I want to thank everybody for listening to today's show. Again, we did some tryouts. We did some shout outs for things that teams are doing wonderfully in their um, communities. And then we shared how important your branding is, making sure that it is clear and concise and that players are a brand also. So we're going to go into a couple different things next, next uh, episode that I talked about and with regards to um, staffing everything. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. We've been doing that. This is our 29th episode. We're going on 30 next week. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email me. Um, you can find the information for women's football success at www.supersmallbiz.com. That is my business consulting website. And I made a portion of it, a couple pages devoted to women's football success. And then as things um, increase and, and progress, I may move that into its own website. I'm not sure yet, but um, I really want to thank everybody for coming out. We also, again, you're, if you're listening to this radio show, you already know about it. There's 28 other episodes if you want to listen to them. I try to keep the information kind of concise and, and stuck to one hour because that's something you can listen to in an, a lunch break or two or on the way home from work. Also, go to, we're setting up a Women's Football Success Facebook group. Super excited about that. And the Women's Football Success Player Newsletter. I will talk to you guys later. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.